Welcome to The Future is Circular, the podcast presented by Equinil Brand. Our podcast is the meeting point where sustainability, design, and business strategy intersect to shape a better future for everyone. In each episode of The Future is Circular, we will explore a wide range of sustainability topics and unlock the secrets to how businesses can incorporate more sustainable practices. We will be featuring special guests and prominent figures that will divulge their strategies, share best practices, and provide a glimpse into the innovative approaches that are shaping the sustainable landscape. So tune in and keep your ears peeled for the valuable insights and secrets our guests will unveil. Embracing change is no easy task. Old habits die hard. The linear business model focused on mass production and consumption has taken a toll on our environment despite its economic success. But now is the time for a paradigm shift. Enter the circular business model, a transformative approach that prioritizes sustainability, people, and profitability. It challenges the outdated take-make-dispose mindset and embraces a more responsible and resource-efficient approach. We have the privilege of speaking with Paolo Pezzin, the Senior Raw Material Manager for Napapiri, a renowned sustainable Italian apparel brand. Paolo is committed to shifting towards the use of eco-friendly materials and the development of circular design concepts. All right, thank you for joining us, Paolo. So let's begin. If you can give us three words or adjectives that best describe your company, that best describe Napapiri. I would say sophisticated design through uh, disruptive innovation to create iconic product. And what do those words mean for the company and for you? It means that the idea for Napapiri was always to look at the things on different perspectives and basically starting from that different perspective creates something new and different from what you can find around you and try to fill the gap that you can see in the market. So why don't you tell us more about Napapiri and its history and how it transitioned into a sustainable company? I joined Napapiri in 2007 and we started to look at the sustainable approach on our product around 2010. In 2010, we developed the first product that was fully made with recycled material for what we could find at, the, at that time. Then, uh, starting from there, we started to look at our product portfolio and we started to think around 2012-2013 to move away from several animal-derived products. So we started to look into our uh, fur we were using for our uh, hoods and we decided, to de we decided, together with a Japanese company, we developed an alternative that was not anymore made from, from real fur. At the same time, we started to develop an alternative to the real down. It took us a bit of time. And then uh, at the end, in 2014, we have been able to develop a new type of product that we as well patented. The name is Thermofiber. And basically, we started to move up. We, we, in that way, we could move away from all that kind of animal-derived product. In 2015, then, uh, we started to look at the circular design and uh, we started to work on the possibility to have 
a jacket that was fully recyclable. It took us around four years with failure and success with uh, trial and error to reach the goal, to, to reach the goal, to be able to industrialize, to, to make a jacket that was from the industrial point of view, viable to be recycled at the end of life. So why don't you now in this case, tell us when you realized that a shift to a circular model was needed? Actually, it's happened, let's say, it was a coincidence. Uh, in 2015, uh, we met the sales guys from Aquafields. And basically, uh, what after that conversation we had, we tried to think the things in a more disruptive way, in the meaning that, of course, at that time was in fashion was easy to approach the concept of sustainability by using recycled material. And after the conversation we had, we realized the idea of why don't we create a product using the aquafil yarn that at the end of life can be then again recycled and reconvert again in the same type of yarn. And basically, it was not like recycling, downgrading the product, but basically it was the idea of having a product that was always the same in some sense, or you could get to the original state of the material. And what we have seen, we have seen that um, the, we had then the possibility to have this kind of infinite, infinity cycle in the production process. Most probably, we were quite far ahead compared to what the market was at that time. So uh, it took us as well several times to have this kind of idea embedded in our, in our brand. Yes, definitely. Aquafil does have a brand, Equinel, whose podcast we are currently on, that creates infinitely regenerable nylon. Equinil nylon and other similar type of materials are definitely what you'd want to include in your products, especially when considering the end of life of the products and reusing the materials to make new items, closing the loop. So some of our listeners and followers were asking, as either a smaller company, especially one starting out in the sustainability field, or if they were to have just a smaller budget, what areas of business should be prioritized when transitioning to a circular model? So if a small company have a limited budget, what I would suggest is think only to a specific product that you want to uh, make or remake circular. Um, it's true that having, let's say, a full portfolio of product will, uh, will imply uh, several costs in development. And what I, what I suggest is you should, first of all, focus on the technical side, because if you are able to solve the technical issue, so it means you should put, first of all, the budget into what it's the, the, what are the components that you need to, to create, to create your circular product? And of course, as simple as the product, as lower you have to invest in developing something new. 
So that would be something like starting off smaller and taking it step by step. I think that's a great suggestion. What was the toughest point that your company faced during this transition? And do you have any recommendations on how to overcome it? To make understood all the internal stakeholders we have in our company on what would have mean to create a circular product. From, uh, le let's put it like this to give you an example. The first thing that you have to do when you start to think or to create a circular product, you have to start from the end. So what will be the end of life of my product or what is the end of life I want to give to my product in order then to start to develop your product having always that kind of things in mind. Otherwise, you will end up at certain point where you will get yourself stuck. Okay, so in other words, to focus on the one product and work your way backwards. Okay, so can you share with us your short-term and medium-term results that you obtained from this transition? Uh, so the, the short-term result we, we, we have seen is that, uh, let's say, the academic world was interested in what we did. Uh, most probably, as we were too far ahead compared to what the technology or the way of thinking was, the first one that realized that was something really new, what we, we had created or developed, was the academic world. And basically, we had this kind of recognition from uh, institution, from university, from several, uh, several of these, uh, let's say, stakeholders. Um, this is the, let's say, in short and medium term, what we, what it is the payback we had on that product. Yeah, being noticed by the scientific community is definitely a great step forward. So if you can share this with us, how can a small company fully understand if they are following the right path? Are there any metrics that are particularly important to track? Luckily or unluckily, depends from which perspective you are looking at the things, legislation is coming to regulate or to give rules to the sustainability. Up to date, sustainability was more, uh, let's say, perceived in the apparel industry as a marketing tool. Actually, this, this era is gone because basically legislation is coming in and setting some boundaries on all these kinds of things. So for the company, it will be much easier to understand if they are following the right path, it will be as well much more difficult because several companies, especially in the apparel industry, are not yet prepared to that. So would you say that it's more about hearing back from governments and understanding what laws can be put in place so companies adhere to these principles? To, to give you some, let's say, practical suggestion is try to well understand what the uh, EU legislation is going to be. Uh, this is, I think, the, the, the basic thing that I would suggest to a company that want to embark today on the circular business model. Yeah, it's definitely better to act first than to react. For sure, it's better to act than react. I'm seeing in these days, 
big problem. We, we are starting to see a big problem, for example, on the PFAS. This is chemistry. Where basically the upper industry for years and years, they, let's say, try to do not give a final solution to the problem. And nowadays, as California is just simply saying from 2025, nothing that contains PFAS can enter in California. Nowadays, everybody's <laughs> a bit shaking on that. Yeah, well, the world is definitely heading in that direction. So it would be better for companies to prevent any further changes that would come down in the pipeline later on. So this was great information. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paolo, for being with us today. We really appreciate it. And we hope to speak to you soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure. We just heard from Paolo Pezzin from Napapiri, where we spoke about the brand's journey to sustainability and recommendations for other brands who are looking to make the transition as well. Some of his advice? When transitioning to a more sustainable and circular company, focus on moving one product at a time. It's better to take it step by step if you're just starting out with sustainable products. Sometimes it helps to think backwards, creating the product to focus on its end of life. And it's better to get started now because legislation is starting to catch up with the market. Sooner or later, law will require that, that you readapt. So make sure you stay ahead of the curve. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll be speaking with Massimiliano Lui, Purchasing Manager for Aquafil, where we'll be talking about how you can stay green all throughout your supply chain. Thank you for listening.